Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I hope you're doing all right. My name is Zach, and welcome to the Lightheaded Podcast. For all of you that have been listening, I know that I missed Friday, and thank you for reminding me. I totally was not aware. But on a real note, I worked out on Friday for the first time in over a month, and I did legs. And I worked really hard on my legs, harder than I should have. So I couldn't walk, and I thought I was going to throw up. I just really killed my body, right? So I will, so I fell asleep and I, I fell asleep till really late at night. And at that point I wasn't going to record. So then I was like, I'm just going to go through the weekend and maybe make some content. We'll put together some content, some topics and stuff like that. Maybe just kind of like take a, a breather. Right. So I did that. It was good. I got some good stuff out of it, some good ideas. But today I'm just going to go right off the dome just because I'm like one of them freestyle rappers, you know, I'm the next Eminem. Just kidding. Don't take that seriously. But I am just going to go off the dome just because I have a lot to talk about in my head right now and I don't want to write it down. And we're just going to send her, right? Just send her, bud. So first order of business, I do have some socials. You can follow me on Instagram at the Lightheaded Podcast. That is the exact same title as this podcast. Who would have thought? You can follow me on Snapchat, which is Zach is Whack 23. That's Z-A-C-H-I-S-W-A-C-K 23. And you can find me on Facebook and everything else, just looking at my name. I did, however, recently get a TikTok. And if you listen to my, like, my first episode, I think it was, I completely bashed TikTok because I did not, I did not uh, understand it. And I thought it was a bunch of teenagers that needed help and it was just really cringe, right? Now, there is some cringe on TikTok. I'm not going to argue with you. There's definitely some moments where I'm like, man, that's really bad. And I think that some of the higher tier people on TikTok that are getting millions and millions of views for doing pretty much nothing shouldn't be getting that kind of views. But I'm not one to judge what people like. They can like whatever they want. So, you know, everyone do them. But I do enjoy TikTok and I have a TikTok now. And I've been making some small posts on there, but nothing crazy. And it is pretty cringe, but I think it's funny. So... If you want to follow me on TikTok, you can find me at T-H-E-L-P, the L-P, and uh, you can keep up with me there. Now that that's out of the way, we can talk about TikTok, about the cringiness of it, right? So I guess there's this thing going around called the uh, Silhouette Challenge, and basically you start off by like standing in front of a door or something like that, and you're wearing a sweater or something not exactly flattering, right? Well, then... The beat drops, and the beat is uh, put your head on my shoulder, but it's different. Like the, when the beat drops, it's just really intense, and I do like the song. It's, it sounds pretty cool, but not the point. When the beat drops, the lights go out, and it's like a red background to you, and then it's just your silhouette, and people are like doing sexy poses and stuff like that because in reality, people aren't seeing your actual body. They're just seeing like the silhouette of it, so everyone's getting all confident and stuff like that. I did my own. But I included my ostrich costume because I think that that's the best way to do it. So I think everyone needs to reassess whether or not what's sexy because I think me being shirtless and an ostrich is pretty sexy. <laughs> no, but on a real note, I was on TikTok way too much this last weekend. I downloaded it on Friday uh, because I was peer pressured for my sister. So thank you, Katie. But uh, I don't regret it. 
I've been on it way too much recently, like way too much. And um, probably annoying my friends with it because I'm like, dude, you need to look at this one and you need to look at this one. Because I think it's funnier than I thought. I will be honest. It's not quite Vine level, but it's going to get my fix there just the same way. But (laughs) with that TikTok, the first one that I posted was me bitching about going to the gym again because that Friday was rough. Like I said, I almost puked and I could barely walk and I could barely walk all weekend and I still have my troubles right now. So it really put me out of commission. Uh, And I, I really just went on a rant. I said simply, to to put it simply, uh, what is that? A summarize, to summarize it. I said that I just want to be pretty. And I hate that having to work your body that hard to be pretty is how you get to that point. And I think it's BS. But I was much more dramatic. So, you know, if you're on my Snapchat, you would have seen that. If you're on my TikTok, you would have seen that. You know, you're way behind. You're, what, what is this, three, four days behind, man. Better follow me. <laughs> but I've been working out ever since. Every day. I don't work out on the weekends, but I worked out Monday. I worked out today. I work out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I have my, my times already planned. And right now, the way that my gym is doing things because of the coronavirus is that you have to schedule an appointment with your gym. And you only get one hour. And there's only 20 people allowed in the gym at a time. So... I've applied for 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. every single morning because I get off of work at 6 to 30 a.m. Because if you didn't know, I work the night shift. I work mids from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. But because of the virus, we're doing a thing where you leave 30 minutes before the night shift comes in. So I get off at 6.30 and it's perfect timing. I can just go straight to the gym, work out, and then come home, get my protein, get my breakfast in me, and then I can do whatever I want for the day. So... I've been doing that, and it's getting better. It's getting better. I did chest yesterday. I did arms today. And it is a little disappointing seeing where you are with your lifts after about a year of not lifting. But I expected as much, so it's not deterring me so much. But it is definitely an ego thing where you get back at it and you do a a fraction of the weight that you were doing beforehand, and you're struggling hard. I can't. I can't squat anything there that I used to. I think I've more more than fallen by double, I guess. So I used to be able to squat double of what I'm squatting now, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I cut my squat in half. That's the what I was looking for. My bench is even worse than that because I've never had a good bench. But, man, your chest muscles, they deplete way faster than other muscles. And that was rough doing chest the other day. I felt like a weakling. But don't let that deter you from the gym. For everyone that's thinking about getting into the gym, that is new to the gym, that is new to lifting, that may be on the skinny side or on the heavy side, don't think that just because you're not seeing any progress immediately that you're, you should give up. The hard part is sticking to it. But once you get in that, that regimen of going every day or going every other day or going however often you can based on your, your schedule, it's really easy to get into it. You're like, man, I kind of missed the gym today. And you'll start wanting to go to the gym. You'll start wanting to get that because as soon as you do see some progress, it's addicting. If you're a little bit heavier and you lose some weight, it's going to get addicting because you're like, wow, I can do this. If you're skinnier and you gain a little bit of muscle and you see it, you're going to say, wow, I wonder how big I can get. And for everyone that's like, oh, but, you know, don't get too ripped and too big because, you know, girls don't like that or guys don't like that. and 
That's not always true. A lot of people like a lot of different body types, but the main point is doing it for yourself. All these bodybuilders that you see, I guarantee you 90% of them aren't doing it for the women or for the guys. They're doing it because they got addicted to the feeling of lifting and of gaining muscle. <laughs> it's, it is an addicting feeling. So I highly recommend doing it for everyone, but do it safely and do it properly and treat your body right. You have to change your diet when you do it. You have to get the right amount of protein. You have to get the right amount of pre-workout and stuff like that. And maybe you don't use pre. I don't use pre-workout a lot because if I use it in the morning and then I go to the gym and then I try to sleep afterward because I have to sleep during the day, I can't. And then it just kills me the next night. So as long as you can schedule around pre-workout, I suggest taking it because it makes your lifts that much better. It gives you that extra energy when you need it. But if you can't do it, then you're going to have to muster up the energy from somewhere else, from motivation, from those around you. So whatever it is, keep it close and don't forget it because it's really important. There are days where I don't want to go to the gym straight up, <laughs> but it is super important too because I want to be hot. I'm trying to get my summer body, but I eat like a pig, so it's probably not going to happen. But hey. One can dream, right? <laughs> to give you a little look into my recording process, if I ever feel like I'm running out of things to talk about, I'll just straight up stop the recording. And that's typically when you hear a commercial, which is exactly what happened just then. So what I'll do is I'll go back and I'll listen to my prior segment before I continue the next one. And man, I said I was going to go off the riff, just straight off the dome. And that was not what I wanted. There was a lot of questionable things to say. Let me start off by saying I was never shirtless inside of an ostrich. It's a costume. All right. I did it for Halloween. <laughs> I'm not inside any ostriches. You know, let's just clear that up. <laughs> but as this second part, I want to give fair warning that it is going to be explicit in the sense that I'm going to be talking about my sexual stories. So Mother, father, if you don't want to hear about that, please click off. I appreciate your support. I love you. Goodbye. Now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> I was told by my friends that I need to do this episode very soon. And I, I'd have to agree. So to put it very simply, the day that I lost my virginity, I got caught by her dad. And it was just like the movies. So let me break it down for you. I was 14. And yes, 14. I was a freshman in high school. Me and my girlfriend at the time had been on and off for like a year. And she was finally saying that she felt like she was ready for it. As a guy, I don't back down from that because you're a horny teenager, right? So we actually go to a baby shower of all things, which was very ironic. We went to a baby shower with her family. As we're there at the baby shower, it's at like a community clubhouse because she lived in like a decent community, right? We were at the clubhouse and she was like, let's go say we're going to the park and then we can go back to my house and, you know, do the dirty, right? Of course, I say yes. But it sounds more like, oh, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a teenage boy who's barely hit puberty. <laughs> Which, if you're thinking, if you're young, I don't know how young my, my audience is. I know most of you are around my age. But if you are young and you haven't had sex, I highly suggest waiting until you are fully aware of your body. I can tell you at 14, it's nothing special. 100%. It wasn't 
fantastic and it was it's it's a it's a weird memory so just be patient wait for the right time continuing on so we go and we leave for her house and we successfully get out of there we go upstairs to her room and we start doing our thing right now this is where it gets awkward the only thing we had done up to this point was me doing stuff to her right so she actually had never even seen me naked at this point. And I had never seen her fully naked. <laughs> so she was nervous and I was nervous. So what happened was I was sitting on her bed and she said, cover your head, like cover your eyes. And she like threw a sweater over my eyes and I had to stay covered. And then she got undressed and then she kept her back to me when I took the sweater off. And then I had to get up and get undressed. And then she turned around and it was like when a, when a husband turns around to see his soon-to-be wife, like, like a, a bride reveal or a wedding dress reveal or whatever that thing is, right? Except the only thing she, she turned around to was my prepubescent penis. Not prepubescent. I said prepubescent, but it was like mid-pubescence, right? <laughs> and it was rough, man. It was awkward, but we just went with it. We kept doing our thing. I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty about what we did because there's no reason for that, right? All that needs to be said is because I didn't know what I was doing and because she wasn't fully aware of what she was doing, it lasted about maybe an hour, hour and a half um, of just – straight trying things out right nothing working 100 percent. sometimes it felt good sometimes it didn't other times we're like what the hell are we even doing right so we go for like an hour we're like okay let's stop for a little bit let's take a shower because we're romantic and 14 at the time <laughs> so we go take a shower and then we get out and we keep trying right this time all i'll say is she ended up giving me a head because that was pretty much the only way that i could is a bust, right? <laughs> because I didn't know what I was doing sexually. So I, it wasn't feeling good or anything like that, right? So ended up doing that. As soon, I swear, as soon as we are done, we are about to get dressed. Her dad pulls into the driveway, screeching, screeching the wheels and just bolts inside. We both know we're screwed, right? Now, <laughs> a little bit more of a backstory is, this girl is Puerto Rican and obviously her whole family is. And her dad was like six foot something and he was in the military and just definitely able to absolutely kick my ass. Right. So the best thing that we can think of at the time is to shove me in the closet because that's not cliche at all, but I didn't have much of an option. The only thing that I could grab in the time allotted was my underwear. Now, if you remember back to my shower statement, I'm a bit of a romantic. For my birthday, I had told her that I liked the Superman, the Superman, <laughs> the hero Superman. And she got me Superman underwear with a cape off the back of it. So that's what I wore on the day of me losing my virginity to this girl <laughs> is her Superman underwear. <laughs> so that's the only thing I pick up. I get shoved into the closet in Superman underwear with a cape. He comes in, 
All I hear is, what are you doing? And then he rips open the closet, grabs my hair. And at the time, I had Justin Bieber hair. So he grabs my locks, my luscious locks, and starts dragging me out of his house. As I'm being dragged, I know that I'm about to be thrown into a neighborhood with no clothes. So I notice my jeans, and I scoop them. I gave them the old scoop and score, if you know football terms. But when I scooped my jeans, my wallet fell out the pocket, and I did not know at the time. So, scoop up my jeans. I'm putting them on as he's dragging me. I put them on successfully, but I still don't have a shirt on. By this time, he's opened the front door and throws me out. I don't know what to do because I'm not about to run through a nice neighborhood at 14 years old with no shirt, no shoes, no socks, just jeans. So I sit on her porch and I like hide from him, right? And then I text her, my girlfriend at the time. I said, I need you to throw my shirt out the front door. So she grabs my shirt and throws it out the front door. And then I grab it and then I have to walk past him because he is sitting on the hood of his car, absolutely fuming. And I was on the porch and I put my shirt on and I had to walk past him. And I thought I could talk to him in this situation. Not even thinking that from a fatherly perspective, your daughter just lost her virginity and you found the boy. I can't even imagine, right? So I go by him and I'm like, look, I just want to say I'm sorry. And he's like, you better start running. And so I took his advice. No questions asked. I just started running. And so I run up the street and I get to the end of the street and I, I finally stop running because it's not like he's chasing me. He just told me to get the hell out of there, right? Which is very good on him. I have very a lot of respect for him for not beating the shit out of me. So I get to the top of the road and being 14, I had to call my mother <laughs> to come pick me up. <laughs> oh man, the embarrassment that I had to face. I had to call my mom and say, can you start driving to her house and then you'll see me? And I, she could hear it in my voice. She said, are you okay? What's wrong? And I said, just start driving. You'll see me because I started walking home. As I am walking home, waiting for my mom, I run into one of my best friends at the time. She is walking her dog and I see her now. Luckily for me, I had my shirt and I had my jeans and I was just walking. <laughs> she did not notice that I did not have shoes on because how often do you look at somebody's shoes? So I talked to her for a minute and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Bye. Because I was traumatized. Eventually my mom came by and she picked me up and I said, okay, hello. Uh, can we go home, please? And she said, explain to me what happened and why don't you have shoes on? Because as a mother, you do notice if your son is wearing shoes. And I said, they're still at her house. And I remember my verbiage here because it was embarrassing. And looking back, I just don't even know why I said what I said. I wish I would have just been open about it. But I said, me and my girlfriend at the time went back to her place and did some unholy things. As if, as if I was religious. I haven't been religious my entire life. But at this point in time, I was like, I tell you what, mother, we did some horrible stuff. And I just am so sorry for what I've done to Jesus. <laughs> but I, 
<laughs> I said we're doing unholy things, and she said, oh, hell no. We're going back, and we're going to grab your shoes. And I begged her. I said, Mom, please, I cannot go back there right now. She says, no, we're going back there because you need your shoes. And I said, okay, it's not like I have a choice. You know, she's the one driving. So she goes back there, and she starts talking to her dad. They start talking, and they come to the conclusion that we're not allowed to see each other anymore, which is so great as a teenager who you can't drive. It's not like you have much of a choice. So they come to that conclusion. He, my mom gets my shoes, and we head home. I told my mom when I got home, I said, I understand the parameters of the situation. Here's my phone. I'm a grounded, and I'm going to go clean my room. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, how could I not understand the situation? I can't even put myself in that as a parent. What do you do? They handled it just fine on both sides. I don't know what I would do. I have nothing to say about the way that they handled it. But that's embarrassing. And that was the first time that I had sex at 14. I do not recommend it. What's sad is that it was actually pretty much the end of our relationship. Because after this... We ran into some problems and she was moving. And so we decided to stop it early. That way it wouldn't hurt as bad when she moved, which still sucked. As a 14-year-old, you're like, wow, how will I ever move on? But me and her have caught up every now and then. I mean, over the years, nothing crazy. not like we talk all the time, but she seems to be doing good. Um, and we have come to the conclusion that I was a bad boyfriend at the time because Man, I was a jealous mess back then, but <laughs> but I still have a good relationship with her, and I actually shook her dad's hand because a couple months after we broke up, she invited me to her quinceanera, and I'm sorry if I butchered that, by the way. I'm very white, but I got to go to that just as a friend, uh, and her dad shook my hand and said, thank you for coming, and everything, everything seemed okay just because we weren't exactly... I wasn't dating his daughter anymore, so that was nice of him, and I'm glad that I got to do that. Um, but if you don't know me, that's just one of my very few sex stories. I'm very bad about, one, getting caught during sex or getting caught after the fact or just interesting stories. So my unfortunate mother has caught me. Um, my girlfriend's mothers in the past have caught us, uh, friends have caught me, uh, and I just laugh. So my, <laughs> this is a really bad character trait, but it does kind of calm down multiple situations. Whenever I get caught in a confusing situation or an embarrassing situation or a situation that I just straight up don't know how to handle, I laugh. I just laugh. So for this example, I will tell you, this time I was a senior in high school. Obviously, I was still living with my parents, and uh, at this point I can drive and everything, and I have a, I have a new girlfriend at the time, and this, this girl I've been dating, we ended up dating for almost two years, and uh, it was my longest relationship, fell in love with her, not the point, but... We are in my parents' basement. This is probably around the beginning of our relationship. And we start doing what we what teenagers do, right? And we have a plan and everything. We keep our shirts on 
and we have a blanket. And if we hear at the time we had a baby gate at the top of the stairs because there was a very young child that would often visit. It was my god niece and she would often visit. So we had that there so she wouldn't fall down the stairs. The baby gate was like an alarm, right? Anytime you heard it, you knew that somebody was coming down the stairs. So it made that very easily. So we had our blanket. We were like, no problem if we hear the baby gate. Sit up, put the blanket on, watch TV. We had the TV on and everything, right? Totally normal. Parents would never get it, even though it straight up smells like sex, right? (laughs) But we're doing that, and we're getting into it. We got too into it because at some point, I don't know when, I ended up shoving the blanket under the couch, and it got stuck. So the fateful time comes. I hear that baby gate. And from the baby gate to the bottom of the stairs, it's less than five seconds. So you got to act quick, right? Baby gate opens. Oh, shit. Here we go. Grab the blanket. One second passes. I'm tugging on the blanket. It's not moving. Two seconds pass. I'm tugging on the blanket. It's not moving. Three seconds pass. I don't know what's happening. Four seconds pass. I know that she's about to get to the bottom of the stairs. I look at my girlfriend. I say, you need to run to the bathroom. (laughs) So she gets up and starts sprinting for the bathroom. Now, I was ready to accept my fate because it was my mom. So what I did, because I'm a genius, I grabbed the nearest couch pillow and I put it right over my lap and just sat there with my legs out and pillow on my dick. She came down the stairs. All she sees is a naked streak run by her and then me with a pillow on my dick. And she goes, oh, no. (laughs) And naturally, I start laughing. My girlfriend at the time is in the bathroom literally crying because she's so embarrassed, but I'm laughing. My mom goes, clean yourselves up. Continues getting her laundry because why would she stop, right? At this point, we're, we're in a bad situation. She gets her laundry. She goes back upstairs. And then at this point, my girlfriend wants to leave. Understandably so. So I get her ready. We get we get her dressed and everything, get I get dressed, get ready to leave, walk her to the door, say goodbye. At this point, I know there's two options. Either go back down to my room and completely act like my mother did not just see my girlfriend naked run by her and a pillow on my on my lap. Or I can face the music head on and see what what we're feeling, you know? I opted for section two. I've never been I've never been shying. I've never shied away from a hard conversation. I'm always willing to put everything out on the table, telling everyone how it is. I like hard truths. I'd rather just know or have you know than play the guessing game. So I go in there and I look at her and I can't help from smiling. But I said, so we going to talk about that. And she goes, what's there to talk about? And that's a very fair. That's a very fair point. And I, uh, I didn't know what to say. My mother makes me nervous when I'm in trouble. If you can't tell, as most people's do. So I said, well, if anything, I just want you to know that that doesn't happen often. As if she doesn't know that teenagers will be teenagers. And she goes, okay. Well, I just want you to stop using my basement as a love shack. <laughs> And naturally, I start laughing because she's hilarious. (laughs) And I said, okay, I swear I'm not. It was just 
we hadn't seen each other in so long. It, like it had been a long time. It had been maybe a couple days or something like that, right? Dramatic teenagers. <laughs> but there, nothing else happened. It was very simple. My mom was very good about it, and I can't, I can't complain. It was just a funny situation to me. But my girlfriend at the time is still traumatized. Anytime I catch up with her, she's we get to talking about that. She's still like traumatized about it. But you know, it's a good time. <laughs> it's fun for the whole family, I guess. Oh no, <laughs> gross, gross. <laughs> This is just a peek into my stories, so I'll get into them in their own episode, but I don't want to make this one too absurdly long. So I'm going to sign off for, for today. Uh, follow me on my socials. Find me on TikTok if you want to. You can see me in an ostrich, and yes, I'm not going to fix that because I already fixed it once. So you can see me in an ostrich, or you can find me on Instagram, get me on Snapchat, do all that good stuff. I'm wishing you all a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. Sending love and peace your way.